Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day to find deeper clarity into my own gifts and what my soul's purpose is in this lifetime, and I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me as I woke from walking asleep Below it at night she saw your feet A heavier feet stand deeper Deeper than you know Farther than you go this wild mother Hi everyone, welcome back. Today's episode is a bittersweet one because the day that this comes out I will be moving and which means that this is the last episode that I will be filming from this office, this place that has, you know, seen me in my worst of times, but also nurtured me back to myself. And this house has been the the grounding for it all. So although I'm so excited for the next chapter to begin, it is... It is like leaving the nest. And it's interesting because I felt that way after the the cliffs where I grounded my energy, said I couldn't go there anymore. I felt that way too. It was like a kind of being pushed out of the nest. In that case, I felt like a little too early. <laughs> but in this case, it feels definitely on time. But it's still, it still is uh, bittersweet. And with that, this week, you know, as usual, the lessons, they keep coming. And um, one of my biggest lessons, and I've talked about this before, is that in my personal life, I have a relationship with my brother, who definitely is probably my biggest teacher in this incarnation, because, man, we just clash. And... I'm trying to get to a place where I can see him as a teacher. And you know, when you're in the the loop of whatever the latest drama is, it's so hard. And I mean, I want to share that with you guys because even in my personal life and, and what I'm working on individually is a higher dimensional place all it takes is your biggest teacher to bring you right back into it you know and really instead of pushing the blame onto them trying to see what is what is what what's happening here you know and for me um it started with i'm gonna have to pull the strings together for you guys because um it didn't just all of a sudden I had an epiphany, but so last week I had a reading. Um, it was um, astrocartography, I think it's called, and it was um, given this person named Ralph McIntyre, which is amazing, and I will link his YouTube channel below. He it shares himself with his heart wide open, and it's amazing. It just. Fe- being in his presence feels like being alive. So I'm going to share his information with you guys. But I did a reading with him to um, looking at the the lands that we purchased and kind of talking. The point was to talk through how the energy is there. And of course, for me, San Diego and this area is 
um, all between my Neptune, Sun, and Mercury, which are all conjunct in my third house, which then isn't a big surprise that I live here because that's where it amplifies the energy. But um, the reading with him actually really wasn't about that. And I feel like he and I have... It's so weird to say, but we've known each other in many incarnations. And even so, he reminds me of a friend of mine that has since passed, but I they could be brothers, you know, and I just feel like even before meeting him, I just felt like coming home in a way. So I knew right away that we had, he had a message for me and, um, my idea was to share that uh, reading with you guys, but it ended up being, I think I booked a half an hour session and it was two hours long because <laughs> he was like, how much time do you have? <laughs> and uh, thankfully I had time. So we just went so deep and he really helped me to see things about myself from such a loving perspective that I sometimes overlook. And I would just say that I'm still processing a lot of it, but the majority of it was around how can I go deeper into what I'm here to do? Yeah, like, if, is that grounding? Is that protecting? Because with my um, the placements of my planets in my chart, my Neptune and my sun are exactly one degree apart. They are on top of each other. And then Mercury is, I think, a few degrees uh, higher than um, those two. But he it helped me to see that with that conjunction, I really need to understand that what is coming through me is not going to be of this world, which I mean, I already know that. But how do I go deeper? And, and can I get out of my mind space about how to fit into the the formats that have already been created to birth something new. And by doing that, I need to really protect every energy that I have, the connection that I have to source. And you guys know I am like the biggest on protection. But after this conversation with him, I realized that he was coming into my day <laughs> to remind me that... <sighs> He believes that this property came into our lives because I need more space to have that protection around me. And he even said, does this, because he only was looking at the Google Maps of the property and he was like, does this property have a, a gate? And I said, yes. He's like, good, because you need protection. The more light that you're bringing in, you need to have space around you. So it's funny because of course I know this, but hearing it reflected back is really um, kind of causes you to pause and really think like, okay, someone is seeing holes in me, you know, someone's seeing areas that I am not covering, I guess, um, which is, was hard, you know, <laughs> it was hard to hear. But also, I mean, right on, because he said to me, anything that you do, any energy that you give out, I want you to come back to asking yourself this question, what is in it for me? And I I think this relates to all of us because as an empath, you don't think that. 
at all. Like that's like the furthest thing from my mind when I do things because I can feel the energy of what comes back to me and I don't need anyone to like on this material plane confirm that, you know, like I know when I make a difference in someone's life and I know that I can feel their energy shift. And, and then I've always talked about, it actually goes through my body as well. So I feel that charge as well, or healing as well. And I try to explain that to him, you know, like going around the question and he said, no, that's, you're missing the point. You need to really stop just giving. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, this is my life. This is why I'm here, you know? And (sighs) no, he said, if I don't, am not balanced, what is the give that I'm giving? Am I depleting myself? He, he brought up this analogy. Let's say you came into this um, world and source gave you water, seeds, and uh, I think it was earth, something like that. And you had all that you needed to plant, uh, like grow and sustain life here. And you're carrying those around, you know, you come, but then, oh, and you know what your mission is. But when you come into this world, you forget, obviously, but you still have these, these um, physical things. And you're like, oh, wow, I feel so abundant. And then along comes this old lady who's like, you know, so dehydrated and parched. And all she wants is a little bit of water. And how can I say no to that? Because I have water. So of course, I give it to her. And he, we talked about this for a long time for me to understand that who doesn't feel good giving someone something that you have that they need, right? But what he was trying to help me understand is that if I keep giving away at this level, then I'm not going to be able to bring through what I actually came here to do. And so I have to, with every give, go back to not what am I getting back in the sense of money, but in the sense of, is this furthering me on my journey of why I'm actually here or helping me go deeper into the expression of what wants to move through me? And basically with everything that you encounter, you're supposed to feel that, like think this, stop, really tune into that. Is this moving me forward? Am I getting deeper? Is this pulling energy that I don't have to give, meaning I have it. Yes, I can give it away all day long, right? But then does that keep you from why you're really here? And man, let me just say that this stuff I'm definitely still working through, but I can see how when I look at how I'm feeling kind of stuck between bringing forward teaching or bringing forward retreats or, you know, I'm like thinking, what else can I give? What else can I give? He's saying, take a step back, pull it in and, and really find out what the, the nourishment is for me that then I can put out in a bigger way. Now, of course, hearing that it's like my mind, Gabrielle doesn't have an idea what that is right now. And I can see like when you're being, you're like, um, I don't know, like in a horse drawn carriage and you're ready to go, you know, and it's like someone put down the, nope, you're not. (laughs) Uh, It hurt. It hurt. And it was like, 
kind of like the wind goes out of your sails because I see that I have work to do. And I know I have work to do. Like, again, I go back to always being in this place of knowing nothing. And it's funny because he brought that up too. The only way that you can evolve is to know nothing. And I said, that's, I know that. I know that logically. And I know that I, I spiritually, but when it comes to my lessons in this life, you know, the give is so beautiful and it feels amazing. It's like the instant hit of love, which who doesn't want that, right? And I would assume everybody listening to this right now is that way because it feels so good to do for others. But then he also brought up, I'm robbing the other person the chance to feel that as well. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he said, look at this. If you are constantly giving and doing, you're stopping that um, other person's journey to finding that give within themselves, that feeling, that nurturing inside that comes like a shot out of, you know, your heart space. And can you allow and step back and allow others to find their path? You can be in this space and send the energy, but without being, you know, so helpful. And he he was like, you know, give me an example of the, one of your teachers. And I was like, mm, I don't have a teacher right now. And then I remembered, okay, I, I would guess that it would be Mateus because I do really align with what he is putting out there. And he said, okay, I don't know who that is, but okay, fine. If Mateus had a room and he it was his meditation room and your job was to guard that room, what would you let through? And I was like, okay, my mind automatically goes to the etheric and cosmic. So I'm like, I would let everything through because whatever is meant to come through is what he's meant to deal with. And he's like, okay, stop. (laughs) Take it down, bring it down to the earth. Like, let's try to have an earthly conversation about this. And I was like, okay. He's like, physically, what would you, if that was your job to hold space so that he could connect to the divine and all you're doing is holding space, holding protection, what would you let through? And me, I'm like, I guess nothing. And he's like, exactly. You need to imagine and give yourself the permission to imagine yourself as the teacher in that meditation space and allow nothing to infiltrate what you're connecting and and receiving from source. And, you know, it's so easy for me to see this in others, like in in the energy circle, I have, we've talked about this. I know when, when there's holes and I know when we need to pull back in and connect as a group and not be sending prayers and wishes out because there are many people that are doing that internal work, including me, but I can't see it for myself. See, this is the interesting part. It's like, it takes a reflection to see your holes. And this man, man, he saw right to the the heart of me. And, and I'm telling you, like, I definitely know our souls know each other, but he just shared so much wisdom with me that I, I think I put up a, a wall to receiving because a lot, I don't have teachers like in my physical space to be a reflection of the, the way, the places that I, I'm lacking. And that's not a judgment. It's more of like a hole. Like I call them holes, energy holes. Um, and 
I, that's okay. I feel like I, they, I usually stumble across them along the way and I know when I'm back to being reborn and I know when I, when I'm in the 3d and I, I, I like navigate it through intuition and understanding that this is a process. It's a circle. It, it's an evolution, but having this physical, um, manifestation of this person literally calling out my stuff was, you know, it's, it's again, I'm processing it. And, I see the value in it. It's just, can I really do that? You know, can I really say what is in the value? What it, what am I getting out of this? What is in it for me before I immediately want to help? And I'm, I'm in that space right now of, I don't know, like navigating it. What does that actually even look like? And can I pull back and only drop in? I mean, even think about this, like, do you just drop into someone else's energy partial, like, or halfway? I don't do that. Like, to me, I'm in, I'm in. I tune into it. I open up for it. I'm in. And his point is that when I do that, I am depleting something that I'm not ready even yet to birth, you know? So, damn, just a lot of, like kind of come to Jesus moments with with this reading and just the most beautiful experience. If you guys want tough love, this is your man. (laughs) And uh, uh, in such a nurturing, loving way. So then the very next day, um, Richard and I uh, kind of, we had some discussions about his family. You guys know his family is um, in Slovakia and I said to him, you know, maybe you should, why don't we see when your family wants to come, maybe next year, whenever, this year, whenever, and we'll plan our wedding around that time. And so he calls his mom and she's so excited. She's like, yes, we will come. So he's going to like fly his whole family out here. And he has, uh, I think, seven brothers and sisters and um, only one is in the United States. So they're all going to come. And we were like, you know, figuring out, okay, like he told me kind of the time frame he was thinking. And I, of course, did the numerology and figured out the date that would be the the right date. And it just felt like super aligned to the point where we were at breakfast and I look up and this guy next to us is wearing a jersey of the number that I am we're going for. So I was like, okay, yes, this is the date. Okay, and now comes the my teacher, my brother. Um, so I sent, I told my mom, you know, this is the date that we're thinking. You know, just hold it. And I, Richard's flying in all of his all of his family, so probably you guys are gonna have to stay in the hotel that's near the land. And she said, "Okay, tell your brother." So. Uh, you know, I just, I'm going to guys just read you this conversation because I want you, I'm not going to try to put any of my emotion into it. And then I'm going to tell you what ended up, what I ended up learning from this. But I said, um, save the date exclamation point. We are going to get married on the date. Um, Richard is flying his family in for the week. So if you and Clancy want to stay out there, look into this, uh, this hotel, um, for this date. And then he says, uh, stay where are you guys getting married at that hotel? And I said, no, we're getting married at the house. 
But if you want to stay out there, then you will need to get a hotel. Then he says, great way to invite me to your wedding. Are you recommending everyone stay there or are you and are you providing shuttles? Have you actually planned anything? And you see how I got a little attitude there. (laughs) And oh my God, in that second, it's like literally took the excitement completely out of me and was like, wow, he makes everything about him. And I, so I sent, took a screenshot and sent it to my mom and she's like, what a jerk. (laughs) No. And of course I wallowed in that for the rest of the day and I felt terrible and I felt like, how is it possible that this person, and let me tell you that when we got engaged, all he said was, oh, congratulations. He didn't say anything to Richard. He was like, nothing, you know, he's just so, ugh. So for him, for me to just say, save the date and for him to like, bring it back to him and then you haven't done this and you haven't, it's like, wow. So I know like anything that agitates me, I know is my lesson. And I'm like, God, but in the moment, it's so hard. It's so hard because here I'm thinking like, this is going to be a beautiful time. Our families are going to meet. It's not about a wedding. It's about a family coming together and like being together on this land. And, you know, that's what my mind is. And God, so then the very next day, I'm driving in my car and all of a sudden just the download came. What's in it for me? And I was like, but but no, what do you mean? Like, and then they showed me my brother lives his life completely with that in mind. Now, I would say it's the complete um, opposite of the metal of that. Like he's very selfish, very self-centered and doesn't do anything unless it's something in it for him. But is that why he's my teacher and why he aggravates the shit out of me? Yes, he is not empathic in any way. It's all about him with everyone in his life. It literally is dollars and cents and what is it like what is he going to get out of it? So I realized in that moment as I'm driving down the freeway, no wonder No wonder he has been here to show me the complete opposite of me my entire life. And instead of me like not learning his way, because I don't believe his way is right either, but but also understanding that what aggravates you is your lesson. It's what you're here to learn. I need to look at what is in it for me. And man, it's like... No sooner than a day later of me having this beautiful conversation with Ralph that here comes, it's time for the lesson. Are you going to see it? And can I not go right to this wounded child of why would he take away this moment that isn't even about him, right? Now I'm looking at it like, holy crap. He takes every single thing that has nothing to do with him and makes it about him. Because what's in it for him? How is he like, you know, why would he do this? And why would he save the date? Unless I have it all planned. Like, no, he's not saving that date, you know, or whatever. And I'm just left feeling like that's why I cannot stand being around him. 
is showing me something in myself that I haven't allowed myself to ever have. I've never allowed myself that room of solitude, of protection, of not letting anything in so that I can say what's in this, what's in it for me. Do I want to open the door for that, that energy to come in? Or is it not time? Or is, is there no lesson there for me yet? Or is there, is, am I only going to shorten the journey for them in the short term, but in the long term, they don't understand why they get there. And I've had this happen so many times for me in sessions with people where I get the download, I share the information, it seems like clear as day for me, and yet the person's not ready to integrate it. And it's like, I can think of one person that over and over we have the same conversation, and am I trying to shorten the journey to the realization in herself? Probably. And why? What What is the point? Like we go to readers to be the reflection of us, but you have to do the your 50% of it. You have to be open and ready to, to change those normal condition tendencies of, no, I, in the case of my brother, I'm the victim, he's the perpetrator, and that is how it is. Like he is the jerk, right? But it. what if every single one of these lessons is here to like, knock, 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 hello, are you ready to wake up? Are you ready to stop seeing yourself in that role? And I can see that it takes the journey to get there. Like, thank God that that session with Ralph happened the day before because it was fresh, but I still did not make the tie. No. And it took another day for it to just come down like, this is why, this is the point. And can you look at him being so selfish as a teacher? Now, you don't have to take it to that extreme because I never want to be like like that. But there's some truth in what he does. There's some truth of holding yourself with such, I don't know, like um, esteem that you you protect yourself. You say like, no, what am I getting out of this? No, I'm not going to go to this event or this dinner or this thing because it's for you. Like, is it going to nurture me? And yeah, so that's a big one. And it's, you know, obviously my lifelong lesson, (laughs) but I think I cracked a little bit deeper into it this, this week. And I feel like once that crack happened, I'm no longer annoyed with him because I can see it for what it is now. And it takes out the emotional charge of he's just a jerk. So yeah, that's a big one for me. And then the other things is that, of course, timing is beautiful. You guys, like I every year, because now I'm going on my third year of this journey. Oh, and another thing Ralph said to me, which is so beautiful, is that I said, oh, my awakening happened, dot, 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 this date. And he said, I would like you to reframe the way that you're saying that. And I was like, okay. And he goes, instead of saying awakening, call it your, um, your spiritual opening, because you, the goal in this life is to always be open. It's not to be awakened. That could take many, many, many lifetimes to get there. But if you say that it's an opening, you're open to whatever it is. And it felt like such resonance. So I have been on this spiritual opening path for going on my the third year. And this episode actually marks the end of season two. 
like numbers wise and how could it be more perfect you know it's like this is the end of a a an era you know it's the end of my opening of the first three years of this opening and this home has held such space for me to go through it and I'm so so grateful and honored to to kind of like have this space of closing that this chapter and really seeing it for what it is and understanding that that synchronicities are never coincidental it's no coincidence that this is the last episode of season two. And I also know that going into the new season, the new energy of this land and the new me in this land is going to, it feels like, (laughs) I always go by what it feels like because that's how I feel most things. It feels like a breath of fresh air and a new who knows opening, you know, and I I feel like more um, prepared with the tools that I received through Ralph. It's like, even though I knew them, and even though yes, I got it. And I, I, I was telling my mom, because we're already planning like, okay, I'm, we're gonna go on this day and clean. And I did not even think that I was going to do a spiritual cleaning there. Why? Like, that's bizarre to me, because I do it every day here. But I I don't know if it was just a slip of my mind, but now it's back to the forefront of, no, this is, you need to protect this space and hold, like, hold space here. And it all feels exciting again, you know, and just the reminder of, I get to create this nest, and I am so excited about it. And I... Don't know when I'm coming back. I may take a couple weeks off. I don't know. Or I'll be right back next week. I'm leaving it open and I'm going to ground into the energy there and let it tell me. And whatever comes through and whenever I come back on, I'll be ready for it. And I I want you guys to know that, again, in this kind of cyclical being reborn and movement, honoring all of the stages is part of it. And just take a breath, really, and allow yourself the space to do it. And that's kind of like just the, the most beautiful sweetness that I, I think that it feels like a permission, which is weird. Why did I need a permission? But I'm taking it, you know, and I'm looking at all of the things that lined up to bring Ralph to me that day as a gift and a knowing that even though we really didn't talk about what the literally at all, what the, what the session was about, he brought me what I needed. And, you know, I'm so, so grateful. Um, I'm going to share his YouTube with you guys. Just tune into the energy as with everything. I always say discern. And for me, I've gotten so good at it that I just know, like when I feel there's a soul connection, my whole body lights up and it's just beautiful energy. And um, yeah, I would recommend him a zillion percent. I mean, we've talked about doing some kind of um, collaboration together. Um, and in this new season, maybe that is where this is going, me holding space for others to come through. I don't know yet, you know, but I'm I'm allowing the energy to decide that. And just so grateful for all of it. So yes, this is a bittersweet moment in my life, but I'm I'm letting the sweetness kind of be the the reigning thing here because there is nothing better than kind of seeing yourself grow and change 
and I want to be here for it. You know, I want to, I want to experience and feel the growth. And even though they're challenging, like stuff with my brother is deeply challenging for me. But I see that just that crack of light that came through, I don't, it doesn't hold the charge anymore. Can I look at all the times that he's being selfish or being that what's in it for me as a reminder, hello, wake up, look at yourself. Instead of getting mad at this person, why is it, why is it agitating you? It's agitating you because you lack that. You lack that a hundred percent. And again, I go back to probably everybody listening to this lacks that because you're empathic. You feel it. You don't want to take for yourself because it's easier to give. But again, in the give, you're robbing someone of that experience in themselves. So I hope this is helpful. Thank you guys so much for being here this second season. And I am excited for what is to come and um, the new energy that's going to move through me. So I'll see you there.